astrology friends. I'm Kate. And I'm Other Jen. And I'm Kim. And we're the Drunk Mythology Gals. Drunk Mythology Gals. That wasn't, well, yeah, that was fine. It was fine. I mean, can it really be anything other than just fine? <laughs> it's it's not the same without my kindred Ravenclaw. It's, and you two like trying to like spy versus spy each other. Yeah. I know. That's I know. fair. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll get OG back in here one day. Yeah. She's just got some big priorities and it's, <laughs> yeah, and, and getting are, bigger. <laughs> <laughs> and we are all about that. It's it, like, yeah, 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 this is awesome. Do it. So, so last week when we did Dracula's guest, we came across a mention of Balearic slingers. Oh, right, right. And you know me, I just had to go down the rabbit hole, and it turns out that these guys were the most feared sharpshooting mercenaries of the ancient Mediterranean who also really, really liked to party. Cool. But before we get started, sacrifices to Odin this week. Oh, my God. Are you? Oh, my God. Can you narrow it down to one? Um, uh... (laughs) The can, fact that you have too many. Can you circle back to me? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, my sacrifice to own this week is little bandit's pawpaw. He's he's still <laughs> limping. Um, we're going to have to take him to the orth- orthopedist. And he's still picking it up and waving it and showing it to you every time you pass by him. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Tatsala. Uh, but he's on really good drugs, so he's happy. He's right. living his best couch potato life. It is now an enforced him. couch potato life. So, yeah. Kim? Yeah. Uh, well, trigger warning for death of vermin. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, I've got the, my cat, Onion, my beloved Onion, t- 20 pounds of love. This is the laziest cat who ever lived to walk the earth, except he doesn't walk. He just flies around. <laughs> so, every now and then, he and Frida, my other cat, will hear them running around at night because that's when cats do all of their running around. And usually, we either they're chasing nothing or ghosts or maybe a bug, right? So, the other night, he was they were really, really <laughs> enthusiastically running around. I thought, well, maybe I better check in and see what's going on. And then I hear... <laughs> Crunch, crunch. <laughs> like somebody's eating a stalk of celery. And I jump out of bed and I turn the light on and I see. Uh, now, I, before I tell you what Onion was doing, I should say he is on Prozac for depression and anxiety. Okay. Oh, my God. And he eats the most expensive, literal, most expensive cat food that you can buy. What is my delicate flower doing? He is eating a mouse. <laughs> I start screaming. I, you know, I'm. I'm yell at my husband to get out of bed. I get the paper towels. What he was going to do with the paper towels, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but usually, when the cat does something, we need paper towels. Yeah, I, 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 so, I hear you. So I'm like, I've got to buy like his back legs. It's not that he's going anywhere, and he is crunching so loud. And I oh look over God. and I see like the little tiny tail and the two little back legs down the hatch. Oh my God. Did he barf? Did he get sick? Did he have loose poo? Did he make a face? No. This is the best week of Onion's life. (laughs) 
So this the mouse. This is not the first time he's done it. It's just the no, first time you've caught you've him. Caught him. I'm completely sure you're correct. So our sacrifice to Odin is, that <laughs> is literally a mouth. sacrifice. Is a, a literal sacrifice. <laughs> so that was my week. And knowing Onion and like his lack of athleticism, like. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the mouse just like had a stroke right. in front of him. The mouse parked in the pa- the handicap parking spot and Onion was waiting. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, is anything wrong with your fish, Jen? <laughs> Since it all seems to be pet-centered this week. Um, <clears throat> we did lose a fish recently. Aww. Aww. And so we're down to one fish. The lone wolf. I'm Fenrir. so lonely. <laughs> Fenrir oh, is the, the lone wolf fish in oh our God. fish tank. Did yeah. Fenrir dispatch the other I, fish? I don't <laughs> think Was the other so. fish named Thor? No. <laughs> Odin? No. But it was golden like the sun. Oh, my God. It was a oh. glittery golden boar fish. <laughs> Doesn't Fenrir eat the sun? Yes, it's true. Mm. Yeah, see, I want a gold star for okay, that. Gold, gold, definite gold star star for that. Definitely. See, yeah. if OG was here, she would have been all over that. Oh, I got it. I, <laughs> but I, my mind goes to the glittery, glowing boar. Yes, that I get it. Apparently, enrages me more. Yes. So, yeah. Um, we have a very special drinking segment. We do. Yeah. <laughs> Kim. Yes. So you started talking about Belleric Sling uh, in the dress, the guest of Dracula. He was mentioned in that short the story. The Belleric Slinger. The Belleric Slinger. So I went, Belleric Sling, that sounds like a cocktail, because in my mind, most things, most things do. So <laughs> and you are not wrong in thinking that way. I give you an invention of my own device, the Belleric Sling. What makes a sling? Usually water, uh, usually some kind of herbal preparation and uh, obviously some kind of alcohol. So what you've got in your Balleric sling, are you ready? An ounce and a half of bourbon. Uh, but Slings are generally made with gin, but I don't care for it. So we're making right. bourbon. An ounce of sweet vermouth. Okay. Three quarters of an ounce of freshly squeezed lemon juice. So far, it's sort of like a Manhattan-ish. Yeah. Uh, it's dash, sounding, a, yeah. Yeah. In that family. A dash of aromatic bitters. Ooh. Three or four ounces of soda water because it's got to have water in it. Oh, you're making and a highball. What, what makes it a Balleric sling? Balleric, what does it sound like? Balsamic. A splash of balsamic vinegar. Oh, I fucking love this. Okay, you're going to have to text us this recipe. Okay. And we're we're going we're gonna to have to give this a try. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to admit, I did not actually make this. But in oh. my mind, it's delicious. We're going to make it. Okay. I'm making it. All right. Well, we can next time we gather together, we can report back. Yes, I give you I the Balleric sling. Yes. Okay. Okay. We're Linger. gonna we're gonna try this, and you know we should all like take photos of it. Okay. And we can yeah. compare what each of our vision looks like. <laughs> okay. Deal. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is awesome! All I can't right. I can't believe you didn't actually make it and try it. <laughs> well, I would have had to have made it literally fifteen minutes ago. So. I was like, oh, shit, I was supposed to do something. <laughs> shit, I had homework. I had homework. <laughs> All right. The disclaimer. Um, oh, <laughs> shit. Okay. the program, Jen. Dude, it's been a while. It's been a week. 
Um, do not drink and drive. Cars, chariots, eight-legged horses, mice parking in handicaps, spots, <laughs> five-minute cocktail recipes. None of it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get started. A long time ago, when the world was young and shit was going down on a Ibiza. <laughs> So we're going to start with accessories. Fabulous. Yeah. Like belts, necklaces, headbands. Did anyone else do the puffy headband trend in the early 90s? Oh, my God. I did. The, yeah. No. No. Yeah. I, I actually looked pretty good in that style, and I kind of regret it passing. Um, I had one on in my senior photo. I'll find it. Oh, I, share it. I fully believe you. I actually look decent, but you know, um, you know, uh, what are your favorite accessories? And no judgment here if you liked the Fergie bow. You know, I had to. It was a thing for like two months. I love <laughs> accessories. I love anything to do with accessories. Like back in the eighties, I had like this glass tube that had an actual spoon at the end of it. What? Oh, wait a second. We're Oh, uh, leg warmers. Oh, definitely leg warmers. <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely leg warmers. Yeah. I was oh. going to say the fake pinky nail. <laughs> I yeah. Don't know. yeah. Leg warmers. That's all. That's um, all I have to say about that. There. Okay. I will confess. There was a time early nineties. I saw a big fluffy hair scrunchie that was just like crimson red and I just fell in love with it instantly. I had to have it and then bought an entire outfit to go with the hair scrunchie. Bless. You know, <laughs> we've all done something like that. Like, Oh I, yeah. You know, I've had these earrings and gosh, <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to buy all new things to go with them. But yeah. So I think people get into fashion trouble when accessories try to be more than what they are like, you know, the, the fanny pack. And yes, oh my for God. our overseas listeners, I know fanny pack is cracking you up, but I laugh at bum pack. Okay. <laughs> like that's only acceptable if you're doing like a distance run and need like keys, gel pack, things like that. Okay. Let's just leave it there. But the only people who have ever been able to pull off multi-purpose accessories are the Balearic Slingers. They wore a sling wrapped around their head, one around their waist, and one around their wrist. Huh. So three. They wore okay. three slings. And if you believe the ancient sources, they wore very little else. Arte! Oh. <laughs> well. So... Who were the Balearic Slingers? Where were the Balearic Slingers? Why were the Balearic Slingers? <laughs> <laughs> so they came from the Balearic Islands. Or okay. Islas Baleares. Flexing my Duolingo Spanish there. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. That was with Shut a French accent. <laughs> uh, come on. I, You know, going from gargling your R to rolling your R is a real bitch. Yeah. Um, but they are a small train of islands off the coast of Spain, and I have a little map there just Aww, showing. Oh, and it's just like so little scale. You know, it's from Wikipedia, so you can yep. just sit down. <laughs> <laughs> so in mostly 
modern history, like 20th century onwards, they were considered part of the kingdom of Mallorca. But around 1983-ish, I guess they were absorbed into Spain with some sort of complicated compromise with a statute of autonomy. Mm. Don't ask me what that means. I see stuff like that. (laughs) And it's like European border politics and government, like sub-government kingdoms. Nope, I'm out. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what that means either. And I was nope. going to ask. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask. I mean, it's it, like when you look closer at Europe, like tucked into all the countries are like these tiny little independent principalities and city states. <laughs> right. it's, it's, and they're featured in a lot of Hallmark movies the coming months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Romance in the Balearic Islands. <laughs> Love it. All the Hallmark Christmas movies. You got to have a prince or a princess. Ah, from Schwanstein Bird, blah, 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 yes. principality. Yeah. Yeah. On the yeah. Guiding Light back in the uh, 80s and 90s, uh, there was a character who was like a, the princess of Andorra. Oh my God. That yeah. sounds like a king. I think it's like a real man or something. It's a real place. It's, it's a tiny, oh my God. tiny, it's one of these little tiny, tiny countries. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave it alone, especially since uh, both Spanish and Catalan are spoken in the Balearic Islands because they've got some strong Catalan and like there's a whole independence movement there. And again, leaving it alone. Okay. However, Ibiza. Oh, hi, Idris Elba, is part of the Balearics and is actually- Get my my boyfriend's name out of your mouth. Uh, Hey, (laughs) hey, I I can call my boyfriend if I want. (laughs) Um, It is actually the largest chain on the island. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of Ibiza. I just didn't know much about it. Yep. So. I, I, all I all I knew to this point was that Idris Elba did a lot of DJing there. Cool. And if so. you're really cool, you pronounce it Ibiza. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which Clearly, I, I am I, not I'm not going to cool. be able to pull that off. I've got other things to pronounce here. <laughs> okay, move on. <laughs> so the earliest evidence for human settlement on these islands dates back to 2500 BCE, which... If we wow. use our little Homer Hesiod, you know, they're at 800 years before the birth of Christ at zero CE. That kind of gives you a sense of just how long these islands have been inhabited. Cool. Yeah. So while there aren't multiple origin stories concerning any one mythological figure, there are multiple origin stories concerning the name of the island. Oh, oh great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Because you know what? It's time for etymology. Oh, okay. All right. So the ancient Greeks actually called these islands the gymnasiae islands. Oh, that's a trigger word. I'm (laughs) gymnasiated. Well, you probably should be if you remember anything about the gymnasium from our Olympic series. It was where young Greek men went to be educated by... Older Greek men, take that how you will. Yeah. But ostensibly, they were there for athletics, rhetoric, philosophy, mathematics. Oh, is keep- that what they're calling it now? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, with a lot of olive oil because mm-hmm. they were naked. Yeah. So the Greeks called these the Gymnasiae Islands because they said all the inhabitants ran around naked in the summer and some said year round. Wow. Yeah. They're like, look, it's the naked people island. That's literally <laughs> what they're calling it. <laughs> Clearly, they were the forebears of the pants optional working from home and European beach speedo. <laughs> but thankfully, the name did not stick. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, most of the ancient Greek and Roman historians thought the Balearics got their name from the Greek word balo, which means to launch, like ballistics. Haha, oh. see? Etymology is useful or not. Hell. Uh, they even thought there might be some Phoenician thrown in there because of the ball root, which is common in Phoenician, and the word balearides, which is Phoenician for lightly armored soldiers, a.k.a. naked soldiers. That's basically <laughs> what they're saying. So, so is there some question as to whether balearides is the uh, origin of balearic? Because that's the same word. Yeah, that that's what they're thinking it came from like, you know, it, it's like every, you know, European explorer that goes somewhere and is like, that's Mount looks like a sleeping man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I think they're saying that's where Balearic came from. That basically everybody's saying, look, it's an island of naked people. Get back oh, to the right. naked part. Yeah, because yeah. basically they're always going naked. Almost every single source mentions how they go naked or nearly naked. A couple sources say they only did it in summer or that they had some sheepskins that they would wear or that the Phoenicians, them again, taught them how to wear broad bordered tunics. What does that mean? I don't know, but it was okay. important to mention that these tunics were broad bordered. It was the style at the time. I guess. It was like, <laughs> you know, the obsession with chevrons and houndstooth in the oh. 90s. Oh, um, okay. And for the record, apparently the Balearic Islanders did not use olive oil when they went naked because they couldn't grow olive trees on the island. Instead, they used mastic tree resin, which is kind of like a shrubby evergreen, and lard. Oh, that's hot. Wow. <laughs> I've got bacon and a sling, and I'm out of lollipops. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh, my goodness. But no matter what they wore or didn't wear, they never forgot to accessorize, ever. Mm. Now... I know that there's a rule that before you go out, you remove one piece of jewelry that you put on for the actual right amount of jewelry to wear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that's uh, Chanel. Yeah, look in Always the mirror. Take one thing. Take off. one thing off. Not necessarily jewelry. Uh, like your entire look. Take mm -hmm. one thing off. Really? Then that's the right amount of accessories to wear. Huh. Yeah. It's always one piece less than what you initially think. Exactly. <clears throat> Restraint. Elegant. Restraint. Right. The complete opposite of me. Yeah, um, this conflicts with me as well. Yeah, I'm like, more is more. Just like the Balearic Slingers. They're like, why wear one sling when we could wear three? Yeah. <laughs> so they had one wrapped around their head like Rambo, one wrapped around their waist like a belt, and one around their wrist like the designated emo goth member of a boy band circa 2004. Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> you know the ones I'm thinking of. So I couldn't find specific mention of it, but I would imagine there was either a belt or a bag or a pouch that they carried because they had all these stones and other projectiles. And I'm not going to apologize for where my mind went when I tried to imagine how, where else they could have carried them. Because a yeah. tiny part of me was like, well, it would make the sling awfully smelly, but it would kind of be fitting to sling shit-covered projectiles as an enemy. <laughs> Your enemy, it's like a cross between ancient germ warfare and fuck you. Oh, my God. Nice. <laughs> oh, so, that's awesome. 
As I was doing all this research, I wanted to point out that all the illustrations I could find had the Balearic Islanders all wearing rather tasteful tunics. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, remember how Prince Valiant wore like pretty short little mini dress tunics? Anyone else remember Prince Valiant? I loved Prince Valiant. It's still, they're still running. Yeah, I know. Like it's, it it, it is a legacy. But anyway, yeah. I'm feeling my age. (laughs) Um, So yeah, like all these pictures are very clothed. Well, that's just like, oh, yeah, this this makes me mad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the reason that they wore three different slings was that each sling was for a specific size and um, a specific size of stone. And the power of the sling was determined by its length. So the um, sling around the waist was so large that it could create enough velocity that it would sling a stone with the force equivalent to a catapult. Wow. Now, I tried to actually find what the force of a catapult translated to in actual numbers and because of all the variations, blah, 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 the closest I could get is it can fling a hundred pound stone a hundred yards. How far Wait, can a, it fling a, a cow? A hundred pound stone? Mm-hmm. A, <sighs> a, a catapult. So imagine- Oh, a catapult. Okay, not a yeah, slinger. Yeah, a catapult okay. can fling a hundred pound stone a hundred yards. Okay. But how far can a catapult fling a cow? <laughs> Or a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, look, I'm just saying (laughs) that, you know, the amount of force it takes to throw that hundred pound stone is the equal amount of velocity that, you know, they could fling their projectiles with. So this you know, frustrated me and intrigued me. So I went down a rabbit hole about velocity. And since I don't <laughs> math, this was really fucking hard. Oh my but goodness. I did figure it out sort of eventually. So sit tight because I am about to blow your minds. I'm ready. So the fastest pitch of a baseball ever thrown by a man clocked in at 105.8 miles per hour or 47.3 meters per second. Okay, so that's a baseball pitch. The velocity of a bullet shot from a nine millimeter Luger handgun is 827 miles per hour or 370 meters per second. So like almost the track, a track oval in a second. A Balearic slinger could shoot a stone at a hundred miles per hour or 44.7 meters per second. Wow. Okay. So Mine similar to the baseball. Yeah. yeah. Now, while the bullet obviously travels furthest and fastest, both bullets and baseballs are kind of tricky to aim, especially while in motion or chaotic situations. The Balearic Slingers were renowned for almost never missing their targets. Wow. They could hit their enemy without scopes or anything from as far away as 1,300 feet or 400 meters though it was generally conceded that they were most deadly at about 400 feet or 120 meters. And not only that, but they could make as many as seven shots per minute. Now bear in mind that they have to reload the sling, get the velocity going, aim and go. 
And as much as I love baseball, I'm pretty sure Nolan Ryan probably couldn't match that with the same accuracy and speed. Yeah. Um, However, I do think baseball could definitely add some panache to their rivalries by doing what the Slingers did, which is carve trash talk on the stones. Literally. That's awesome. Yeah. So I have a picture of a little sort of a pinched off oval stone. And on the other side, it has the word dehai um, inscribed in it, which means take that or catch. Oh, my word. Awesome. Other inscriptions were ouch and get pregnant with this. Oh, my God. Which Rude. I think means get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't just do trash talk carving on the stones. They would also make projectiles out of cled, cled or lead. <laughs> lead. <laughs> Clay or lead. Woo! And they would carve deliberate holes in them so they'd give off a whistling or buzzing noise like a wasp. Wow. Mm. You think you're being you're swatting a wasp, but oops, you're dead. <laughs> like literally, there are descriptions of the battlefield where people like think they hear a wasp and then the person next to them is boom, they're dead. But it was known as like a form of psychological warfare. Mm-hmm. Because while you're dead, everyone else around you is freaking the fuck out. And the Roman historian Diodorus Siculus actually describes just how terrifying that could be. So, Kim, time for a reading. Okay. In the business of war, they hurl much larger stones than do any other slingers, and with such force that the missile seems to have been shot, as it were, from a catapult. Consequently, in their assaults upon walled cities, they strike the defenders on the battlements and disable them. And in pitch battles, they crush both shields and helmets and every kind of protective armor. And they are so accurate in their aim that in the majority of cases, they never miss the targets before them. Wow. I am available to do readings for anybody who... uh... (laughs) Look me up on LinkedIn. There you go. So, you know, I found a picture of a sling and it literally looks like a belt. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. You know, Um, now the reason they're so incredibly accurate is because they took their training wicked seriously, starting with the Fisher Price, my first sling. (laughs) 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 Literally, as soon as they could toddle around, they were started on drills. Wow. Yeah. In fact, to this day, the residents of the islands practice slinging and have like local competitions and leagues. Like I would totally belong to a Tuesday night slinging league. Achi or slinging? Hmm. I don't, you know, I'm going to go with slinging. Yeah. It'll be good for the zombie apocalypse. Um, There's that. Yep. So in (laughs) fact, we actually have some descriptions, again, hearsay from Diodorus, of how these kids were raised and trained. Jen, if you will. Oh, boy. Okay. The reason for this is the continual practice which they get from childhood, in that their mothers compel them, while still young boys, to use the sling continually, for there is set up before them as a target a piece of bread fastened to a stake 
and the novice is not permitted to eat until he's hit the bread, whereupon he takes it from his mother with her permission and devours it. Wow, that's like some Kill Bill shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> Dang. And you thought practicing the piano was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This is this is a this is a tiger mom. (laughs) This is like serious. Yeah. 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 So the um this is also reflected, uh almost paraphrased, I guess, maybe, by the Greek historian and geographer Strabo describing the way that these kids were raised. But I don't know if he's paraphrasing Diodorus or the other way around, but Diodorus Siculus was a Roman, so fuck him. Fuck him. Anyway, these slingers were seriously sought after as mercenaries in the ancient world. They're like the Blackwater or Blackrock or whatever those guys are. Yeah. Um, the mercenaries out that they send to, you know, <laughs> carry out American colonial. Um, and the A-team. Yeah. <laughs> so they played a major role in fighting for Carthage against the Romans. Hmm. And... Yeah. So, you know, when we did in the Greek Norse member, when we did the journey uh, where Pythias sailed up through, up around France and up to like Great Britain, um, he passed by the Carthaginian Empire, which is basically sort of loosely Northern Africa-ish back in those days, like Libya and um, yeah, like just, it depends on what time period you're looking at it. But yeah, so, um, and this is probably why part of why the Carthaginians were also able to hold out for so long against the Romans, fuck them. (laughs) And in fact, when the great Carthaginian general Hannibal, yeah, that Hannibal, the elephant guy, the elephant guy, they siege to Rome. Yep, he made it all the way to the doorstep of Rome, freaking them the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> he brought a regiment of Balearic slingers who proceeded to show Romans what you could do uh, when you want to fuck around and find out and tease them about being naked, I guess. I don't know. Wow. We don't know if they were naked or not when they attacked Rome. In my mind, they were. Yeah. I, I want to say that they were, especially if it was like August, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And while the Balearic Islands back then actually had a total population of about 30,000, which was pretty good for the ancient world, um, you know, they had decent farming, good, you know, they could grow fruits and grains, and they had a booming trade, apparently, in super strong, super stubborn mules. They still needed to do this work abroad as mercenaries because of booze. Oh, yeah. And we'll get to that in Questions and Shit, coming up next. Now return to the Drunk Mythology Gals for part two, Questions and Shit. So the reason I broke up my history of the Slingers is because if anything is going to create Questions and Shit, it's these other facts I dug up about them. (laughs) Oh, fun. Okay. Aside from the fact that there's a legit message form called slinging.org. Oh, Dedicated to the art and sport of Stone Age weaponry. That does not surprise me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is what the internet is for. Yes. I, I'm all for it, but I'm like, gosh, what kind of... Uh, I mean, we've covered in Hot Drunk News some of the weapons and like studies they did on like the way it, 
they it would crush a skull. Like, really? Is that yeah. that's a sport now? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So apparently the Balearic Islanders refused to use money in the form of gold or silver, which were the general metals used in currency, like copper, maybe in some places. Um, but yeah, no money. It's interesting. At all. In okay. fact, they even prohibited any gold or silver money or metals at all from being brought onto the islands. And I mean, so I think they almost had a kind of good reason for it. So they attribute it to the myth of the 10th labor of Hercules, which was basically grand theft bovine. Like he had to go steal this herd of cattle. And I really couldn't find why that myth was specifically related to this. But the general reasoning is if you don't have anything of value, no one's going to bother to take it. There you go. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, they that's it. But this left them in the lurch when it came to the one thing they wanted most. Well, one of two, but we'll get there, which is wine. Ah. And mm-hmm. just like olives couldn't grow there very well, they couldn't get wine, <clears throat> grapevines to grow on the island. Ah, okay. You know, it could be that the climate just isn't quite right. Like, you know, I know they grow them on the Greek islands, but there might be a different acidity in the soil with the volcanic activity, blah, blah, blah. But they, the Balearic Islanders loved wine. Like they coveted wine and they coveted it hard. Like every writer I came across is like, they loved wine. They loved wine so much. <laughs> so they were they naked and wine. they loved wine. Yeah. And this women, nice were the other thing, <laughs> women were the other thing that they loved. Of course. <laughs> and maybe there was a shortage of women on the island, but it, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it. They just loved women. Okay. To the point where good old Diodorus even remarked on it. So Kim, if you would. The Bialaries, Bialaries, Bialaries. Yeah, okay, sure. The Bialaries are of all men the most fond of women and value them so highly above everything else. When any of their women are seized by visiting pirates and carried off, they will give his ransom for a single woman, three, and even four men. I mean, you know, sucks to be a guy, I guess, but you know, that's yeah. That's pretty devoted because, you know, mostly in the rest of history, if women get carried off, they're like, well, well, we got more. There goes Bessie. <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, the slingers would take pay for their mercenary jobs in the form of women and wine, bringing one or both back to the island <clears throat> in various quantities, depending on how much they consumed along the way. Priorities. Wow. Um, now, what did they do with women once they got back to the islands? How did they get that next little generation of little slingers? Well, around this, there's actually an interesting question that I uncovered about how the clear paternity of the firstborn doesn't seem to be a big issue for them, as we will see. Um, And maybe it's because there's no money to fight over inheriting, you know? Mm. And then... You also have questions. What happens to old slingers when they go to the great trebuchet in the sky? <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> you know, um, I can just imagine, you know, the pearly gates. They're like, oh, <gasps> nope, nope, you're in the wrong place. Trebuchet. <laughs> Fling him down. <laughs> um, Diodorus has an answer for that. So, Jen, 
if you would. Okay. The Baleares have also an amazing custom which they observe in connection with their marriages. For during their wedding festivities, the relatives and friends lie with the bride in turn. Time out on the playing field. Oh my God. No, a thank you Lexi very Blake much. Novel. Um, <laughs> no, this is like beyond a Lexi uh, Blake novel. Just keep reading. Yeah. The oldest first oh my god and then the next oldest and the rest in order and the last one to enjoy this privilege is the bridegroom oh so how long of ceremony are we talking about (laughs) i mean especially on an island when like everybody's related gotta be okay jesus people peculiar also and altogether strange is their practice regarding the burial of the dead. For they dismember the body with wooden knives. Because again, oh, they don't have metal. metal. They don't have yeah. metal. And then they place the pieces in a jar and pile upon it a heap of stones. Oh my word. Takes canning to a whole new level. Oh my uh, yeah. man. Oh, I'm like, in, th- this is triggering my culinary side so bad. Oh, you're killing so me. if you can make a jar, and if you can make uh, an inscribed <laughs> bullet, you can make a damn stone knife, people. Right? <laughs> I don't know. know. Maybe someone else supplied the like stone, the lead bullets or whatever. But, you know, I I mean, the whole jar thing aside and the whole like question of (laughs) consent aside, this was, I mean, think about it. Like in. No, (laughs) (laughs) you can't make me. But in the rest of history, like everybody's like, oh, virgin until she is deflowered by her husband. So we know who the baby belongs to. Wow. But we don't know. Like, they're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Could be Uncle Joe's. Could be. Could be Grandpa. Could be Grandpa's. Could be my cousin Flo. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And now you know why Ibiza has always been the biggest party island in Europe. The fucking end. Yikes. Dang. Damn. Took a dark turn there at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I came across that. Like, we got to end on that note. Field trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so the, they still practice slinging. Yes. And I'm, taking, I'm taking it to assume that the other things that we just talked about <laughs> probably have been retired. Um, I have not read either way. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. But you know, it, um, it's, it probably makes sense. The ground is really baked hard. You know, they didn't usually bury people in ancient times. Like burial okay. was a lot of labor. I'm more thinking about like pulling a train at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried about the burial quite as much. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, and running around naked. Uh, there, I would imagine there are clothing optional beaches uh, you know, I their tops are optional in Europe anyway, so yeah, it's just one more, <laughs> right? One more right. Step. Okay, wow. Um, so I know none of us are drunk because uh, we haven't made the cocktail yet. No, but right. we're going to. Kim, you're going to yeah. have to write that down. I will. I'll get it to you. Not, not to worry. All right. Yeah. 
You got your Fenrir um, mention. I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, our next episode is going to be our official episode 100. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We're not counting the like Dracula extravaganza last October because that oh, okay. actually puts us like almost at like 140 episodes. But. And yeah. that doesn't even count Patreon. No, no. We've got yeah. like another 40 or 50 like exclusive episodes over there. Yeah. And for our hundredth episode, we're also going to be making a big, big, big announcement. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really ready, but we're just going to fucking do it anyway. Right. Oh, the yes, FDI actually fucking do it. That's it. Yep. 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 So if you want to find out, subscribe, uh, subscribe yourselves to our social media scrolls. We're on Instagram at drunk mythology gals. On TikTok at Drunk Mythology Gals. On the web at DrunkMythologyGals.com. We're also on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Drunk Mythology Gals. Or just drop us a line at Gals at DrunkMythologyGals.com and that will disappear into the ether because nobody ever looks at the email. Exactly. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So... Thanks again for joining us. Please subscribe, leave a rating, a review, and tell your friends and family about us, especially if they're like, you know, we're looking for a good hobby, you know, that's a step away from curling. And oh, look, I got some bacon grease over here. Perfect. <laughs> um, finally, always remember, if the gods can behave badly, so can you. Oh.